finally, after all of these years of preaching from this pulpit, I've got the chance I have been waiting for. I get to preach about running. Many of you know that the running bug bit me a few years back. I am not fast, but I can go for a while. And most importantly, I really love it. I ran a half marathon a few years ago, and then a marathon this summer on my sabbatical, and another half this past fall. There are many, many reasons that I run. Number one on the list is that running, for me, helps keep the crazy from taking over. When I run, I work out my anger and my excess energy. Over those miles, I focus my head. I think about what I've got coming up in the days and the weeks and the months ahead. I pound out the answers to daily irritations. I celebrate minor victories. And I pray. And I pray. And I pray. And I pray. My best prayers are when I'm running because they are raw and they're unedited. I don't have enough extra brain space to be polite and gentle with God when I'm running, and so my running prayers say exactly what I need to say. When I'm running, I remember to trust that God is big enough to handle whatever I need to unload. And so far, God has proven trustworthy on this point. Some of you in this church right now are nodding your heads. You're on the running bandwagon. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you are a little confused, and that's okay. Some of you think that running is for crazy people. You are right. Take St. Paul, for example. In his letter to the church at Corinth, he talks about running. And we all know that Paul, brilliant and holy though he may have been, he was a little odd. Passion can do that to a person. Passion can make us each look a little crazy to the rest of the world. Passion can make us reorder our priorities to prioritize that thing which we find worth practicing, worth protecting, worth proclaiming. I believe, for me, that running makes me a better person, not just thinner or faster or holier than thou, but calmer, more patient, more present, better. I'm passionate about being better in those ways. I'm passionate about running. Running for Paul is, of course, a metaphor. In his hyperbolic and exaggerated way, Paul is talking about making ourselves better. In this case, making ourselves more worthy to bear the title Christian. In some ways, I don't think Paul makes this sound like very much fun. Many folks think that punishing and enslaving is what I'm doing to my body when I go out and run 10 miles. I don't much think so. Many other folks also think that acting like a Christian involves hair shirts and overblown rules and a lot of earnestness. Those folks clearly don't go to All Saints. I think what Paul is trying to get at is the fact that we do need to comport ourselves with some decorum. In our media-driven world, someone is always looking for a way to portray people of faith as stuffy or hypocritical or backwards. 
There are eyes on us, my friends. Every one of us who chooses to wear the cross on our hearts or on our sleeves or on our foreheads is an ambassador for our faith, an ambassador and an evangelist. It is up to us to show the world what real Christians act like. We love God in thought and word and deed. We dedicate ourselves to learning the story and to living it out. We treat ourselves and each other with respect. We control our tempers, but when we don't, we admit our wrongs, and then we ask for forgiveness. None of this is stuffy, certainly isn't hypocritical, but it does take practice, and it takes self-control. Now, I know practice and self-control aren't exactly synonyms with punishing and enslaving, but they both get to the core of what Paul is exhorting from us. You owe it to yourself, to your community. You owe it to God to show the world what being a Christian really means. And that takes some work. But Paul isn't only talking about personal training. Paul is also talking about passion. What makes your heart sing? Do you love to paint or to sew to beautify the world around you with your art? Do you love to sing either publicly like these folks or in the shower? Do numbers unlock their mysteries before your eyes? Do you crave that next novel in your bedside stack? Are you raising your kids with joy and excitement? I know you have a passion. You may not have figured it out yet. Or you may have given it up to do something necessary or something responsible. But we all have one. Part of our job as Christians is to let our hearts sing out loud. Part of our job as Christians is to be fully glorious people, the ones we were created to be by God. We are bidden to live our passions out loud, to run to win this race with every ounce of fervor and joie de vivre we can muster. We are also called to take those passions out into the world. Love to sing? Use that voice to worship God. Love to read? Teach a refugee child to do the same. Love to sew? Make a panel for our AIDS quilt. There is a place for every one of the passions that uplifts God's kingdom. You must find that passion and show it to the world. Help it to serve your community. Your light should not now, nor should it ever be under a bushel basket. Dust off that lampstand. The world needs more of you and of what you love. Now clearly these two messages beg for balance. There is not one of us in here that can live with all eyes on us all the time. It's hard to be an example. Nor should any of us abandon our earthly responsibilities for that which might bring us momentary happiness and joy. But Paul is also calling us into balance. He is calling us into something bigger and better than any one of us is alone. He is calling us to serve the body as witness, as voice, as champion. 
Now, like all of the good news, this is not an easy call into service. But like all of the good news, we are not called to run this race alone. Amen. Amen.